Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of The Mile High Show. You're listening to episode number 194. We are creeping up on number 200, and we want to do something special for episode 200 coming up in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, If you have any ideas of who you would like us to talk to, who you would like to hear from, or maybe a venue you think would be fun where we can go in and record a a live audience show, I love doing those. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, Shoot us an email at info at milehighshow.com or go to milehighshow.com. There's a contact us page. There's links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Shoot us a message that way. However you can, get, get in touch with us because we want to continue to bring you interesting people like today's guest, Mr. Drew Hall. Now, Drew Hall is one of my favorite people to talk to on mic and in person. He's just a really interesting guy, one of the sweetest guys you'll ever talk to, and a guitar god. This guy is incredible. He is one of the best musicians I have ever heard, whether it be on recording or live or anywhere. And I've seen some uh, some pretty big shows over the years, but Drew Hall is just amazing, and he is right here, local, in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, he is talking about his students. We're recording right there where he teaches guitar to uh, to a lot of youngsters in the area. Uh, he's going to be talking about his influences. The, the intro and the outro music is from an album called Friday Night in San Francisco, recorded back in the 80, I believe. Uh, so check out the links there. Check out the YouTube clips, some of his influences and some of the stylings that he uh, that he performs on stage now. But he's also talking about his upcoming show with, and I'm probably going to butcher it here. Sorry, Drew. Suma Tochius, I think is what it is. I, I'm, an, I'm an idiot. Anyway, you'll listen in and he'll explain why that name is significant and why they chose that and how you can get tickets to the Suma Tochius show at the Elks Theater Coming up next week, November 11th, it's an afternoon show at the Elks Theater, Suma Tochius. I, I probably butchered that three times in a row. Um, so get out there, support Drew, support the group, support local music, support local artists, and hey, support local podcasters too. It's milehighshow.com, there's a support the show pay uh, link right there. Click on it, give us a little donation, use our Amazon link, give us a rating and a review, anything you can do to help. Above all, that that Amazon link is probably the easiest. All you have to do is click it, bookmark it, save it to your desktop, save it to the homepage on your cell phone, click it once and save it, and what it does is whenever you buy anything online, you click that, you log in like you normally do to Amazon, it just lets Amazon know you got to them through us, doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does give us a little thank you at the end of every month in the form of some money, some dollars, some ducats, some 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 fundage so we can continue to drive around and record these podcasts. So enjoy my talk with Mr. Drew Hall and go out and see his band Suma Tochius at the Elks Theater on November eleventh at three PM. Link right there in the show notes. Buy a ticket. Go. Go listen to music. Enjoy. Oh, man. <laughs> Hi, Drew Hall. Hi. <laughs> One of my favorite people to talk with. Thank you. Is Drew. We're, get, get, before we even start, tell people where we are. Yep. And how folks can reach out to you. All right. So where we are right now is at my music studio. 
on the Montezuma Street here in Prescott. And the uh, main uh, thing they can do is just call me. My number is very public. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, 928-848-6784 as far as doing lessons and stuff. Although I don't have any new spots open, I always put people on my list. And if uh, someone wants something, we can work something out eventually. Yeah. And and how do they reach you again? Just I'm um, just with my number. Yeah, just personal number. You want to give it out? Yeah, nine two eight eight four eight. Did you just now? I did. Yes. Do it again. That was I'm it. Talking yeah. over you. No Go worries. Ahead. All right. Do it again. Uh, yeah. So nine two eight eight four eight six seven eight four is the number to uh, reach me as far as lessons, bookings for cool. cheek tones and Sumatochius and Walt Richardson, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. No- normally, I'm more attentive. While it's you were okay. giving it the first time, I was looking down to make sure I wasn't going to drop stuff. Make sure right. we were actually recording because I'm just fra- I'm frazzled today. No worries, it's all good. I have been on the road and moving around the past two weeks, and it's been kind of hectic. So yeah. now this is nice to sit down and not only talk with the uh, the legendary Drew Hall, <laughs> but I get to hear some background music. Tell me who tell me who's who's here. Clyde Score is back there with a student, so you know they're they're playing some uh, uh, cream uh, right now as we speak. Yeah. How many how many different instructors do you work with here? We have four. Yeah. Who and, do you got? Uh, so I have myself, Clyde Score, uh, Mike Liversidge uh, that does piano and vocal, and then also Carlos B. Jones <laughs> uh, pops in here about two days a week and does some drums. And, he likes to beat up on some skins. Huh? He does. He'll, he'll let his kids go like like quote go crazy at the end of the lesson and every once in a while you just hear it's like chaos and cacophony coming from there it's like oh that's the go crazy part of the lesson okay you know i like carlos i don't know him that well but he has played and plays with pretty much everybody coming through and around town much like yourself 11 years him and i played to big daddy dina dynamite so yeah, yeah we have a long history yeah a lot of road trips together nice (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Where, now, for for people that don't know where where your studio, where your rehearsal and practice space is located, uh, we are. What are we about? Three blocks, for maybe a mile or two off of the 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 From whiskey the road. Yeah, yeah. Five ten South Montezuma. So, just, what do you got next door? Um, you let's know, plug, let's plug your neighbor. The you Mexican know, uh, Maya Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, they're they're next to us, so they're a, they're a cool. They've spot. been here for a while. They've been here a long. They've been here as long as I've lived in Prescott. Yeah, I remember going in there. I go, oh, man, my phone's ringing now. This is, this is a problem. Take um, it. Put it on speakerphone. Who is it? Oh, no. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually my wife who's oh. calling me in the middle of a thing. Is there any way of pausing for just a second? Yeah, Just go. to make sure it's not an emergency. <laughs> hey, I did it. All right. I'm never sure what these buttons do on these things. If it was a camera, uh-huh. I'd know my way around it. Right. Well, I forget where we were. Well, just talking about where I'm at here at my studio, yeah. and then we're going to start talking now, about How long have you been show. here? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> I've been teaching in Prescott for 20-something years, 20-plus yeah. years, but I forget how long I've been in this particular building, uh, seven, eight years-ish. Nice. Yeah, something nice, like that. Nice. Yeah. So cool. I, I love these buildings, and this is an area that's just, like I said, it's only a mile or so off of the, the beaten path. Yeah. Uh, of Whiskey Row, but it's just I don't get to this section of town much. Yeah. This section of the road, and uh, it, it's just a neat little spot. Yeah, it's like a cool it. space, you know, and it's close to downtown. Tell me know. what you got behind you on the wall. All right, so um, Sunday, the eleventh of November. So about a, a week, a little over a week from now, I'm going to put this up tonight. Tonight, so. okay. So a week from now, um, 
we're going to be doing a show at the Elks Theater. Now, the first question is, who is we? Because, yeah. you know, I play with different people. So there is a band. Some that, familiar, familiar faces right. on the poster. Yes, very familiar. Um, the, our band is called Sumatochius. Now... We should probably have a comp test. Like, if you say the name right, you get a CD or something. But <laughs> people are going to be studying Google Translate. So it's Latin for the sum of all parts. Now, why that's relevant is this is a band that has come together over the past year and a half, almost two years, involving myself, Anton Teschner, who I've been playing mm-hmm. with for almost 20 years, Gigi Gonaway on drums, Malin Hawk on bass. And uh, this is... This is our band. So it's not like Drew and Anton with backup guys. Yeah. This is a band. This is four guys that have equal partnership and creativity in this in this music. Uh, and we have our first album that we recorded uh, back in the summer, finished it up back in October, and now we're releasing it on November 11th at the Elks Theater at 3 p.m. Nice, yeah. nice. Now, you, you do, like you said, you play with... A lot of folks. Uh, one of the most recognizable, of course, the Cheek Tones. Yes. Uh, you mentioned you did a lot of time with Big Daddy. Yep. Uh, you got the, under different names, but the duo with with yourself and, and, and Anton. Anton. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much every musician who takes a stage here in this area has at one time played with you. Very fortunate. And most of them, if not all, would recognize you as one of the premier guitar players in the area. That goes without saying. Thank you. And you've done a lot of stuff solo. I've seen you at different restaurants and and, and playing and then popping into other folks and playing with them. You are given somebody, the powers that be give you an ultimatum. You can only play with a group. You can only play solo. What do you choose? Always with with other people. Really? Why? Uh, That, to me, the beauty of making music is playing with other people. I really don't like playing by myself. Really? Um, Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so exciting to play music with other people. Um, okay, you know, now so let, that's my thing, yeah. let's narrow it down no. a little more. That no. same entity, that all-power being, mm-hmm. says you can only play one genre of music because Ooh. this here. Yeah. I'm looking at the at the uh, at the poster, and I'm going to butcher it. How do you say that again? Oh, Sumatotius. Sumatotius. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, an afternoon of Latin and flamenco-inspired music. You and yep. Anton blend a lot of that same flavor into into the duo. Uh, through the cheek tones, there's a little of that, but there's also some some great other influences through there. Yeah. Um, so many different genres. I've seen you and heard you shred just good old classic rock. Sure. Blues, of course, is yeah. in there. There's so much, so many layers to Drew Hall when you're playing guitar. Sure. Thank you. What? By the way, yeah. and and masterfully across wow. the board. Thank you. You could that same. Powers that be. Uh, that's you can a only tough one. Do one. And I don't know if I, I. I don't know if I can. I can. I don't think I can answer it because I. I love. I love guitar-oriented music. Yeah. That is uh, sometimes technical, and that pushes me to be the best player I can be. Now that can be Latin acoustic stuff, or that could be on rock guitar. I would only. I guess I would just say music that. It's very exciting to me to have to work at stuff and practice. You know, like I want stuff that's going to make me work. 
you know, and that's, I got to go, oh man, I have this gig coming up. I have to really, as we would call it in the biz, woodshed. I have to shed, I have to shed on this material and get it down because I never want to be in a spot where I go, oh, well, this is in my back pocket and I I don't need to work at this. Like I want to, and basically the whole gist is to just get better and improve and become the best player I can be. And that develops however way it can be, you know, um, that to me, I would say, is the ultimate goal is to play music that that um, is just I don't know it makes me work hard, makes me practice, you know. Yeah, neat. Now, along those same questioning lines, you, we're we're in this fairly intimate spot right now. Your yep. studio, your rehearsal space, your where you where you teach. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you uh, play in some very small and intimate. Restaurant settings, sure. Taj Mahal, you know, you're kind of in that corner there. Yeah. Uh, that little stage at the Raven is so neat because the audience is right there in your yeah, lap. That's super cool. It's, like, we, I, I love doing Raven gigs because yeah. we, you know, it is nice when people are right there, you know. Um, and then you've got the big theater of the Elks. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the outdoor patio over at, uh, Rickety cricket, right. far from bones, coyote, whatever we want to call it. Right, right. But that cool stage out there in the patio, the small room upstairs, so many different style venues. Do you have a preference on that? Is there is there a if you could only play one type of venue again? That's a boy. That's also a tough one. I I like. It, it's more about the feel of the room than the amount of people yeah. that are there. Um, you know, and I, and I would say that like Raven gigs are great because we are, people are right up there and you're right with you and you're interacting with them immediately. But there is, so those are wonderful. So again, it's hard to, it's hard to choose and almost can't, but with the Elks, the thing that's cool is it's like people are there really engaged and they're really listening and and you're like you know you stop a song and the applause that you hear and the in the and the and the the way that theater just feels so good it's such a cool space the only reason they're there as they will be on sunday november 11th at 3 p.m at the historic elks opera house theater is to hear hear you and music and that's i think maybe my favorite is that when that is the purpose of them to be there now it's interesting the raven does that really well for being a place that serves food and drink yeah. because they, they book music that is original and it's focused on all of those, those things yeah. so that people are there to listen to music. Um, so it's, that's good as well. You know, so it's really, you can't really pick necessarily, but I just, it's great when you have a situation where people are really there for the music and that could be any size venue yeah. for, with any band in any situation. You know? yeah, we no. don't want to leave out Granite Mountain. Right, brewing oh, across on Cortez, yeah. because again, tiny little spot, and people yeah. are there to socialize. They're there to talk. Yep. They're there to play games in right. the back, board games, and of course, yeah. have a have a drink or two. Yep. But when you, when Parker Smith, when when some of these icons of local music come into play, yeah. that's another reason why they're there. Oh, totally. Whereas at a pl- and I because I've seen and experienced some great live music at these places, but no. somebody goes to the birdcage. No. Most of the time, they're there to drink and to hang out. Depends on who's playing. Yeah, you know, like I, I got to say, like for the for the from the cheek tones perspective, yeah. they're there for us too. Yeah. And it's like we get that kind of like close knit. We just did a Halloween show there. It was yeah. amazing. Some of the pictures are great. Oh, they're great. <laughs> they, the costumes and stuff. But people are. I guess it depends on who's playing. There are bands that, you know. 
if people aren't familiar with the band or yeah. if the band isn't engaging the audience, then they, they're there to drink. Or, or know, again, you know. probably depending on the night or the weekend, yeah. say if it's near you know rodeo time, 4th of July time, or just any of the summer series times, yeah. uh, you get a, you know probably a good 50 or more percent of the patrons at a Whiskey Row show yeah. are there from Phoenix, they're there from right. Anthem, they're there from other areas. Yeah. To experience Whiskey Row, and oh, by the way, there's music. Yeah. Do you feel a difference when, say, on a on a Friday night when the Cheek Tones are playing, yeah. and the hundred people in the cage are there because they are there to see the Cheek Tones? Yeah, which is great because then they're focused in on you. Yeah. Do you feel a difference in a crowd like that as opposed to when it's a mishmash of seventy five to hundred people? In the bar, and then you see them going, oh, wow, ah. who are these guys? And now you have ah. turned the bar into a concert. I keep saying both, 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 but it's true. Both are cool. Like When you have friends that come out, that's you feel really good. You go, man, you know, I got support from these people yeah. that, that, that I know that are friends. But it is fun, and I experience this. Especially with Sumitochius, was people don't know what to expect. Yeah, you know, they don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna hear, and they have their preconceived. Well, it's Latin flamenco. It's gonna be this, and it's like they hear an amazing like full drum set and an electric bass, yeah. and they go, "Whoa, <laughs> I've never heard it before." And 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 especially um, Malin Hawk, who's our bass player, yeah. he'll like take a lead or something, and people just haven't heard a human being play bass like that before <laughs> and if they have they've never is seen it human? in person is he human though? he is you know <laughs> and 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 you know and then you know Gigi will take a, a drum solo or do something and and people just they they can't believe it it's like oh yeah. my god you know and it, it, that i love that's probably my favorite it's to see someone who's never seen it before and they stop in their tracks and go what is this i've never experienced this now when i did a show with candace divine a couple weeks ago yeah. at the elks theater we did a little after-party thing. It wasn't planned. Went over to Jersey Lily, went upstairs. And with us was this guy named C.J. Emmons. C.J. Emmons is the principal singer for Dancing with the Stars. Huh. And he was part of our show with Candace. And this guy has a falsetto and range I've never experienced in my life. I mean, this guy is the most amazing singer. And he gets up on stage, sits in with us. We kind of hijack Lori McDonald's set, which she was great. She's like, I don't know who you guys are, but it's great, whatever. Yeah. And he was doing stuff that I, no one has heard in town yeah. vocally. And people were just stopped in their tracks like, what is going on? And, it was, and that is so exciting to me to, to, for, to see people see something they've never seen before and they don't yeah. expect. And they go, wow. you know. Yeah. And to see it here in Prescott. But it happens. We have that here. We have that ability to yeah. do that here. It doesn't have to be Phoenix. It doesn't have to be anywhere. We can do it here. Yeah, I, I remember the this is a few years, several years ago, a few yeah. years back, three, four, maybe longer than that. Um, I've seen the cheek tones. I've seen you play. Yep. I knew Don by face and hi, hello. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't know about his Thursday night open mics at the oh, Birdcage. Yeah. I knew there was an open mic there. I knew there was some great music, yeah. but didn't hadn't been there before. And I yeah. kind of just stumbled in. I want to say it was probably five years ago. And I walk into an quote unquote open mic, right. which can be anywhere from somebody you know reading a poem to playing the kazoo to the first time they ever sat behind a microphone after 10 music lessons playing right. guitar. Except on Thursday nights at the Birdcage when Don Cheek's at the helm. Yeah. This is a ticketed show 
right. anywhere else <laughs> right. in the country. Right, right, totally. The level of musicianship on it, again, quote unquote, open mic. I was blown away, and it yeah. was kind of it kind of tingles, you know, like what is go, what's going on? Yeah, and you don't know who's going to go up, yeah. you don't know who's going to go up and play the next three or four songs. Yeah, and to have it's one of those magical nights where this can happen in Prescott. Well, and that's the cool thing. I mean, Don and the Cage doing that. It's yeah. such a cool thing. We had when the Voila tour was here from France. Uh huh. One of the nights, um, my my good friend from France, Michel Benjaloun, who yeah. plays with Gael Boussouel, him and I got up and did a, a impromptu <laughs> thing, right yeah. at the Cage on a Thursday night. Here's a guy who came here halfway around the world. Yeah, gets up. We do while my guitar gently weeps <laughs> together. And 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 Michelle is like I don't know. I mean, like we're like a year apart, and yeah. he's just this amazing musician. We you know grew up, of course, across the world. Yeah, we have some of the same influences. We have some of the same players. We dig same gear. You know. And it is just like playing with that guy. It's just an yeah. amazing thing. And that happened at Open Mic. Yeah. Here it is, Thursday night. Oh, here's an international guitar hero that's going to hop up on stage, man. <laughs> you know, it's really cool. You know? And and then, like you said, after yeah. after uh, Candace's show, yeah. at the, I, I was out of town that weekend. I really wanted there's to There's a video. Go. I'll have to tag you in the video. It is. Oh, man. He does, uh, CJ does a song called, you know, Crazy, Gnarls Barkley, the CeeLo Green tune. Are you talk about at the Elks or he at He did at the Jersey. Elks, and he also did it at the Jersey Lily. To, to go into Jersey Lily, yeah. which for me is my fa- one of my favorite places because they yeah. got free popcorn. I, I'm, Both I'm a, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of free popcorn, popcorn wherever. Yeah. I've never done drugs, but I love popcorn. <laughs> I, I, that would be a thing for. I couldn't quit popcorn. I but to walk in on a a, a, yeah. a, a was that there was a Saturday night, right? A Saturday night, yeah. Uh, October what was thirteenth? Is when October thirteenth? Because yeah. yeah. I I had a gig out of town on the fourteenth. I had to leave gotcha. the night before. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't stick around. But to walk into Jersey Lily's, walk up those stairs. Yeah. And see what's going on. Not a Lori by oh, herself. Lori's amazing. Is yeah. a ticketed show anywhere else. And in the credit country. to her and Steve and Daryl for letting us hijack the stage, man. I mean, it was like yeah. just at that, you know. But then, you know, Gigi was on drums, and so here's a guy that played, you know, uh, MTV Unplugged with Mariah Carey. Yeah. He's on stage at the Jersey Lily. SNL too, right? SNL, yeah, yeah in the '90s, yeah, yeah. Man. With Patrick Swayze as the host. <laughs> Gigi, Gigi was in the. All right, so here's the thing. Gigi was in the crowd, right? Gigi was in the crowd, or not in the crowd. He was backstage or yeah, side stage on the wing somewhere during the famous Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley, Chippendale skit. Oh my! Goodness. He was in house for that. Incredible, <laughs> so, incredible. Yeah. Well, you talk, yeah. flip it around. Right. Comedy. This is where I spent my la- this past week when I was out of town oh, okay. at a comedy festival oh, down okay. in Phoenix. Some of the biggest names in comedy. These these are guys. Play, Madison Square Garden. Bill wow. Burr was there. Oh wow! Burt Kreischer. Uh, Ari Shafir, you know these these are these are the the top level of comedy today, yeah. who are used to playing in the the biggest venues that comedy is is in, yeah. you know, in 2018. And talking with these guys, that's why I brought up. That's why I was asking you how it was to to play the different rooms and the different style crowds. Yeah. They say the most. These are you know these are guys that playing in front of you know performing comedy, which is supposed to be an intimate thing storytelling in front of 10 people you know they're in front of 35,000 people in an arena some of these guys have told me their funnest and most enjoyable nights Mm. are when they have been in a bar crowd 
the patrons are angry because the hockey game just got turned off because they're plugging in a mic <laughs> for some guy to tell up and go up and tell jokes. Right. Hostile, actual hostile environment. Right. And when they turn that crowd around, yeah. and in five minutes and ten minutes, they've got the this local bar crowd on the edge of their bar stools waiting to hear what you're going to say next. That's more satisfying than getting blown away by thunderous applause at Madison Square Garden. Right. Because you have taken that not ideal circumstance and got the crowd on your side. So Yeah, when, that's very when, true. Yeah, that's when you true. see when somebody's and I've seen this. Yeah. No matter the level of musician, you know, there's a, a a group of folks sitting in a in a Mexican restaurant, or you know, sitting in a steakhouse, having a conversation with their table mates, and then somebody in the back's playing a guitar. It's almost like, oh, they're playing music. I want to sit here and have a, right. have a conversation. And that now is on the musician to say, okay, how am I going to play? Am I background music? Yeah. Am I the atmosphere for this conversation? Uh, and sad to say, sometimes yeah. people will go, you know, I'm playing here. You're going to listen to me. Right. And they go a little too far. I've yes. seen that happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there's other times when somebody, yourself, Sky Conwell, Les Lyman, right. strumming along in the corner of a, of a barbecue joint or a steakhouse or wherever. Right. And, you know, I'll be sitting in the back having a beer, watching, having a soda. And you see the way the room changes. Now the conversation starts to dwindle a little right. bit. And attention. you can hear the scrape. You know, somebody just strumming very lightly or singing a nice little song, telling a little story. And you can hear the chairs scraping a little bit on the floor right. as the people are turning to say, oh, what's going on in the corner? Yeah. And within a couple of bars or a song or two, the conversation has stopped. Yep. The click clacking of the forks on the table has stopped, mm -hmm. and every eye, every ear is focused in on that little corner. And that's how you know you're doing your job as a, as an entertainer. Yeah, you know? and, to, and that's part of it. It's yeah, entertainment too. To watch like, that, yeah. yeah, and go. This person has very subtly, very quietly commanded the attention of this room. Yep. Without banging it over the head, going, "Hey, look at me! Look at me!" Look right? At yeah, me. he's doing. They're doing it musically. It's just yeah. so neat to see, and it kind of gives you this. Like, yeah, yeah I, I know that guy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. That's yeah. that's awesome. You know. Yeah. So, uh, come Sunday the eleventh. Uh, so you got an opening act. You guys taking the stage we, solo? We do. do. I'll tell. I'll tell you a little quick little story about Please. it. So, um. We were looking for an opening act. We thought, well, we want to do have an opener. It's a theater show. We should have an opener. And um, I started talking with different guys in the band about, well, who should be our opener? Yeah. What do we want to do? And it was actually Gigi's recommendation that we have Johan Glidden and Kazi Borman. Now, this is an interesting thing. Obviously, most people think they're on there because of their connection to me, because they were students of mine. Uh-huh. I'd like to take credit for it. It's a great <laughs> idea. But honestly, I actually give, I have to give my wife credit for this too. But she, she thought it was a good idea as well. But Gigi was like, you know, when I was up here a couple of months ago, I was at Taj Mahal for dinner. And these two kids were playing. And they were really good. And, and he mentioned like, oh, yeah, Johan. And I'm like, 
Johan and Kazi. He's like, they should be our opener. I said, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, and so it didn't even come from me. I thought it was a great idea, but it wasn't my idea. And so it's like, the cool thing is that they made an impression on someone of Gigi's caliber yeah. without me saying, by the way, these are yeah. my students. You have to like them. They they just made their musical impression without him knowing any about anything about their history. Yeah. He's just like, wow, those guys are good. So we've decided that we're going to have them be our openers. And, Very nice. Uh, Johan had both of them have just I, I i mean i obviously i remember them as like 12 year old kids <laughs> you know but johan and, and kazi are just you know they're they're peers at this point it's no longer oh here's students this is peers you now know? i'm not familiar with kazi i know the name yep. i have seen johan play several times in yep. with a couple of di- similar to you, sugar in the man fault yeah. lines uh we in actually playing with us tonight at the birdcage he's playing oh, nice. filling in for innocent on violin um kazi is um his bandmate in the fault lines as well now as sugar in the mint and uh, kazi is a bass player and yeah. a harmony singer and um another you know someone i've known since he was like 10 but he's a super talented, yeah. groovy player, and um, I don't you know, just having him on, and Malin on stage. We got we got the bass things covered, man. It's going to be cool. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about Johan, because what yeah. what else does he play? I I've seen him play several things. So vi- you know, violin and yeah. guitar primarily, you know, yeah. and and he sings. He sings very very well. Um, the thing I love in particular about him is his what we would call musicality, like just understanding of rhythm and pitch and things that make it yeah. everything just sounds good and musical and uh, we'll do stuff and we'll do it tonight at the cage where he'll be playing his violin and I'll play guitar and we just do harmony licks on the fly you know and there's not a lot of guys who can do that and he can and he does it very well that you know to me that is what uh, in any art form yeah. whether it be music uh, painting sculpture comedy whatever it happens yeah. to be when somebody can go up there and make it look like they're they're doing this in their sleep, it's yeah. like breathing. It's yeah. like, you know, walking. Yeah. Zero effort is shown as yeah. you're doing it when, in fact, you know there are thousands of hours oh, of training very much so. and rehearsal. But when somebody like yourself with a sure. guitar... Just makes it look like like this is this is what I do. This I'm breathing. I'm talking. To me, that's the epitome of 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 an artist when it looks like, from the spectator, from the consumer's point of view, where it looks like this is nothing to you. Right. When in fact, it's thousands and thousands, thousands of, hours. of hours in the backlogs and of what that is. Yeah. When you see somebody doing that who's in their 60s and their 70s, and you go, oh, they've been doing this their whole life. Johan, how old is he? 21, maybe 22. I was going to say, because he looks 12. He's 21. At the point when you you reach my age, everybody looks like they're 12. Everyone looks like they're 12. Good looking kid, talented. I hate him already because it's just. (laughs) But yeah, he's he's really like come into his own as his own person, musician, and you know he has his influences and the people that helped him. But he's his own player, and uh, it's it's impressive the stuff that he does. It's always a pleasure to me. How important is that in your eyes? Mm -hmm. Because you have played with and and continue to play with so many different groups with so many different musicians. Uh, and different genres. Again, that's something that really stands out to me yeah. as somebody who can't play anything. Yeah. Uh, when I can see someone like yourself who can master so many different genres of music, how important is that 
as to, for a musician as far as to grow and to evolve as a musician because there are certain there are some people who only play this right they and they do it really this, well and they do know? it great yeah, yeah. but how important was that for you as a musician and and do you stress that also to your students i i do and i i'll tell you this that's a really good question <laughs> um for me, like, I moved here from New York when I was uh-huh. 16, and I worked at Prescott Music Center, which is long gone, unfortunately. It was a great store. And I was a 16, 17-year-old kid working with pros, the guys yeah. who ran the different departments at the music store, all gig, they all performed. Yeah. They all invited me to sit in with them. And at the time, at 17 years old, it was metal or die. I mean, I, I was shred metal or, or it sucked. I hated it. Oh, well, you know, where's the shredding solo? I knew nothing. No, seriously. And who, who were yeah. your influences? Who were your oh, gar- as a guitar guys? No, my God. All right. So I, I, unfortunately, I hate this because I, I hate the, the, the people I mentioned because no one knows who they are. So I have to explain who they are. Okay. So the guy who made me want to play guitar was a guy named Vito Brada. Vito Brada was the lead guitar player for none other than White Lion. White Lion. Now, I don't know if you remember White Lion, but White Lion really, Vito was a brilliant player. He was from Staten Island, nearby where I grew up. Um, the the more common associations would be the Eddie Van Halens yeah. and Joe Satriani's and Steve Vai and all that. But like the guys, Ingve Malmsteen, yeah. I loved Ingve as a kid. Um, those were the guys that I wanted to play like, and that's what I practiced. You know, fast, high high octane rock guitar. I moved out to Prescott, and I'm working at music stores with country band guys blues yeah. band guys classic one classical piano player and great singers and stuff and i started to learn wait a minute there's more music out there than just <laughs> what i've been doing and so I've, I've said this since i was a kid but this carries all the way into adulthood if someone is good as a singer writer musician i want to play with them yeah i don't care what genre it is it doesn't matter if they're good at what they do i'm excited and i want to play with them now I honestly had an, an experience um, where I was asked by a fellow musician that there was a bit of a falling out between this musician and I, and he asked me, well, what is your agenda? I want to know what your agenda is and what you do. And agenda is kind of a negative word. Yeah. I don't like the word agenda. When someone asks me what my agenda is. Propaganda. Almost, yeah, it makes but, me yeah. feel like I'm doing something wrong, but yeah. it's not. And I, and I honestly thought back and I said, you know, I don't have an agenda. And it sounds very, almost, uh, I don't know, too flowery or too, like, peace, love and everything, but it's true. <laughs> I honestly just want to play music with great yeah. musicians. And I, and I don't, as a kid, I don't think I ever envisioned anything other than being good and playing with really good people. And I just, you know, so I play with a bunch of different people. Now I have my cores, Cheek Tones, Sumitochius, Walt Richardson, and then doing stuff with Candace Devine, which I've been enjoying so much. But, you know, when I play outside of those circles and I play with different people, it's just like, I'm just so excited when someone really good plays an instrument. It's like, yes, I want to do yeah. this. And, you know, like when we played with Gael from France or, you know, Josh Halverson from Austin, some of these people are just so good at what they do. It's exciting for me to play with them. I don't look at it as like, well, I'm going to put another notch in the feather <laughs> in my cap or whatever garbage. It's just like they're good and I can learn from them. And if I can learn from someone else, I'm always trying to learn. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't – I'm a student like anyone else is, you know. So anyway, that's my agenda, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> to get better. Right. I just want to yeah. be a good musician. I want to be the best I can be. Who was you know? the first non-metal 
mm. guitarist that made your ears just perk up and go, ooh? Um, that's a really good question as well. I would say... It depends on what you consider metal. I mean, I think it was probably Brian May from Queen. Yeah. Because Queen is rock, but it's not metal. And But a lot of metal guys like Doug Queen and everything. And, and you know, Nuno Betancourt from Extreme liked Brian May. I'm like, oh, i got to check it out, whatever. And and Brian May was the guy, melodic, he phrased, his tone was impeccable. And, and I, yeah, Brian May is like definitely like a guitar Have hero. Have you seen the new mine. movie? I haven't. It comes out no. tonight. Oh, we did? I thought it was already out. No, no? I think it's tonight. Okay. But I, I have a gig, but I, I'll try it. I'm going to see it yeah. over the weekend <laughs> they i love i love queen i'm a huge queen fan so that you know, was like yeah. the first time I, I don't remember what year uh you know it's probably 10 12 i don't know yeah bohemian rhapsody you know right. when you it was like the mixing of different genres of music oh man. you know and then you know because i was a knucklehead i didn't realize well the beatles were doing that before. well sure when they think about yeah the, yeah of course but yeah. You know, mainstream on the radio, it's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? That's not, that's not rock and roll. <laughs> but the the melding of different things, different genres uh, that don't seem to mix, that seem yeah. to clash, yeah. and uh, and you know, y- you do that now. You, sure. the cheek tones, uh, you know, uh, Wes Williams, you know, mixing in. Yo, I saw Johan at the uh, at the Elks with Wes a couple years ago. Right, right. That's right. Uh, you know when you you got this jam band playing, and then all of a sudden you, know, you got a four piece horn section blowing in, and and yeah. a guy playing you know violin, and where does this all mix? And then you go, oh wait, it sounds incredible. Yeah. Or when you start hearing some Latin influences in the middle of a poppy rock tune with the yep. cheek tones. It's like, wow, it just kicked it up to a whole nother level. Yeah, it's a very exciting thing. I yeah. think, And I think, you know, with genre, you know, it's like, well, you know, it can be, you can mix things, you can blend things, yeah. just like we do with Sumatotius. I mean, it's, it's, Latin and flamenco based, but we have yeah. a full drum set and we have an electric bass. And, you know, when there's vocals, they're in English. And, and it's just like, let's, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the, there's a famous album, uh, uh, Friday Night in San Francisco, which is no. uh, Aldo Miola, Paco de Lucia, and John McLaughlin. And I was talking to someone today, and like, that is the thing that inspired me and Anton because you got your traditional flamenco guy in Paco de Lucia. Yeah. And you got Al Miola playing with a pick on a steel string, and they work together, and it's cool. It's not traditional, but it's its own thing. That's really exciting, you know? Let, let's talk, because yeah. your your CD release, and I remember, Summa Tochius? Yes, Club? you got it, you got okay. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a CD, because you pronounced the that, name. That, of Not course. everyone that pronounces a name can get a CD, though. So I'll be, eventually, it was going to be Google Translating and coming up to me. I won't make any money. So that's a CD, that's, right. a, that's a, a release we want everybody to get. Yes. And then you mentioned, what was it, A Night in... San Francisco? Oh, Friday Night in San Francisco Friday night is, the, is San the classic uh, Al Demiola Padre de give me, give me two more LPs. Go back as far as you want. Oh, that are like my that, favorites? Must that have? people should go get. Oh, these are the These are the vinyls. These are the CDs. These are the downloads yeah. that the general public listening probably doesn't know about but will blow your mind and change your life. Okay. Give me a couple. Give my, me two or three. My, my favorite, favorite guy 
um, that not as many people know about that they should, a guy named Richie Kotzen. Ooh, Richie Kotzen that. is pretty much my favorite guy as far as an artist that I'm a fan of. Um, he has like 20 plus solo records. Um, there, If you were to look for one, just go for the an album called The Essential Richie Kotzen, gotcha. which is a two-disc thing and kind of spans some of his songs that represent his career the most. But the guy is, you know... He's what does he play? What? Plays, plays lead guitar, but guitar. also like sings and writes really well so it's a it's a multi-threat kind of a guy that can nice. do everything in, in an incredibly high level and from a very genuine amazing place um oh boy there's so many and then another one one of my absolute favorites is a guy named marty friedman marty friedman is um he was actually the lead guitar player in megadeth for a while <laughs> but then he moved to japan he's been in japan for like 12 years and he has uh, all kinds of his albums are great. My favorite of his is an album called Scenes, which is an instrumental album that it sounds like there's no other guitar player that sounds like Marty Friedman. He huh. is his own player. And I, I can't even explain it. Talking about blending genres, some of his music sounds like a mixture between hard rock and Japanese music, but it's amazing. Oh, wow. It's absolutely amazing. The third one is someone that more people might know. There's a guy named Sonny Landreth. Oh, I know the name. I do know that name. Played with John Hyatt for a long time. Okay. Played a side, kind of a famous sideman, but his solo records are also amazing. Uh, his, my favorite of his is called South of I-10 hmm. by Sonny Landreth. So, you know, I mean, if you were to get The Essential Richie Kotzen, Marty Friedman Scenes, and South of I-10 by Sonny Landreth, those are probably my, my top three. That would be a good base to yep. then go, okay, now what am I going to explore? Right, exactly. Yeah. And every one of those players sounds like them. They don't sound like anyone else, and that's what's so amazing about it. Yeah, okay. Interesting. This would be a great show. Sunday, November 11, 3 p.m., Johan, and is it Kazi? Yeah. I can't see my eyes. I'm a blind photographer. <laughs> and uh, give me again, Sumotochius, who's the... Sumotochius. So we, we are Drew Hall, myself, of course, Gigi Gonaway on the drums, Malin Hawk on the bass and Anton Teschner on guitar. Nice, nice. And uh, we will, we have uh, our first album that we recorded together. We recorded it at uh, Three Leaf Studio in Phoenix with Sean Cooney as engineer. And I'm um, really excited about how it turned out. What's on store for you guys? You can go on tour. You can be playing locally. Um, what do you, you know, right what do you now do? the album is what we need to do things we need we need a product we need something to yeah. give to festivals and things like that and um so yeah i think a lot of cool things will be in store for us um, we do a a raven gig every other month we do have one in december uh coming up and we'll be doing those every other month throughout the year um as of right now that's been the only venue that we've done locally except of course mm-hmm. for here at the elks theater um but yeah i mean we're looking at uh doing all kinds of things uh now that we have a a product that represents what we do and we can share that with people and uh you know it can turn into anything really yeah. is that your student coming in that is real quick <laughs> sure. we'll wrap up with this totally F- jump forward 10 years okay where do you want to be you want to be playing the uh, the arenas? You want to be doing a world tour, or do you want to be making great music here in Prescott? What's, what's I would on say making great music that is inspiring to me that that I really am passionate about, and whether if that means arenas or if that means traveling, touring, national exposure, that's great. Uh, that would be very cool. But uh, ultimately, like my goal since I've been a kid is just to to play music with people that I also am inspired by and just make music that 
and just making music and playing has always been the thing that's been my my piece and has been my yeah. heart and soul and it's like if it does end up being something bigger and i believe that there's potential for that that's great but ultimately it's like making good music with people who you enjoy that are also great musicians and you get to speak that language with yeah. them that's a that's it right there you know and yeah. you are one of the there's not a lot of local guys again we talked about yeah. the level of talent here in Yavapai County in yep. this area in this state definitely uh there's such a high level of talent that i'm amazed that not every single one of these people that blow me away on stage yeah. is able to do this and support themselves doing this yeah. y- music is is what you do that's yeah, you, full-time this is yeah. you, you don't have the day job no. and then and, and that's so neat to see yeah somebody being able to do that but it sounds like ultimately at the end of the day when when you pack up your gear and put your head on the pillow if you can say i i made some good art today yes that's enough at this point yeah exactly and and wherever it leads uh you know obviously do our best to um to share this music with people around the world you know that's the ultimate goal but um you know it, it has to be stuff that's that's true to yeah. to us and um, i believe that what we do is marketable internationally so that could lead us wherever it could be i mean we could be traveling the world you know yeah. i gotta get o- over my fear of flying but i'll deal with <laughs> it you know i'll never let it stop me i just don't like it. i'd rather be on stage than on a plane yeah people say oh you say afraid to be on stage nope <laughs> yep, but it's all right i'll get over it you know if it means traveling and, and sharing the music in new places great you know yeah. one of the reasons why i started doing this podcast originally was so i can have an excuse to get out hear yeah. some good music look at some great art yeah. experience uh things that i i wasn't able to do i i was familiar with a lot of the people that i've sat down and spent you know 45 to an hour talking with yeah. but it was going in Doing a quick story, getting some pictures, and busting out. Uh, this has allowed me to really get to know some of the artists around here. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, one, if you're listening to this, support the Mile High Show. Click some of those links, the Amazon link and stuff. But above all, get out, support local artists, support local musicians, uh, storytellers, and comics by going to their shows, by picking up uh, copies of whatever it is that they are uh, selling on their merch table. Suma Tochius, get the CD. uh, Get tickets to the Elk Show Sunday, November 11th at 3 p.m. See these guys wherever you can and wherever you can experience good art and good music. Again, Drew, where can folks find you? Um, really all around town. Uh, my studio's on Montezuma Street, 510 South Montezuma. Um, and then, I mean, I'm always on social media, Facebook page, Drew Hall, um, Instagram, Drew Hall Guitar. You know, I'll, I always uh, update all the stuff I'm doing. Cool. So, yeah. Okay, let's out him real quick. Who was your student coming in? Because this is the next big guy we're going to be. It's Aiden Frank out there. Yeah. It's Aiden Frank. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's, he's doing his thing. It's cool. So. Nice. Yeah. Hey, thanks for making time for me, Drew. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, man. Right. Appreciate it, man.
Thank you.